Hi, and welcome to Hobbies for Zombies, episode 8. Holy shit, 8. Uh, I'm your host for today, I'm Carnage, and with me, as always, is Muzz. Hello. Episode 8, ain't it great? <laughs> so today we're going to have a duet, we don't have any guests, so it's, it's back to the roots with us. Just, just the two of us. So, uh, so the episode probably be a bit shorter, which, you know, is kind of a good change of pace, I guess. And, um, yeah, I mean, do you have anything to say? Um, other than, oh god, did, I guess, we never stop, so I guess we're glad to be back, I don't know. Oh, yeah, thanks for having us back, guys. Yeah. Futurama. Like, um, okay, let's, uh, let's play a game. I wanna play a game. And, uh, you want me to go first? Sure. Okay, I'll go first. Um, first thing I've been playing is called Ancients of Uga. I'm pretty, like, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. But it's a Xbox Live arcade game that came out this past week. And, uh, it's basically, for what it's worth, it is completely cloning Clyde 2, which is awesome. Because Cloning Clyde was the first downloadable game I played on my 360. And I loved it immediately. So it's by the same company and everything. Like, it's not trying to hide the fact that it's ripping it off or anything. It's it's very much just Cloning Clyde 2. Except you play as these tribes people called uh, Uganis, I guess. And uh, they each... Like, the story is that... The, one of them is like conjuring this spirit, which is what you play as, and it's telling you that okay, these creatures that we cons- that we thought were stupid and dumb have actually managed to pull a pretty good trick on us, and we killed all of our chiefs, which are like important to them. And these creatures are called bullies, ha ha ha. And um, they they just need they want to rebel against them, so they need to get their chiefs back. So what you do is you, you, there's a lot of different angles to, like, there's a different scheme through each uh, world, I guess. And what you do is first you play as a regular Ugani guy who is just a brown dude with whatever. I mean, they, like, sometimes they look more human than they do in other forms. Like, sometimes they just look like kind of gremlins, which, I guess that's kind of more what they look like, gremlins, but then you go and you try to get into a tribe, a certain specific tribe, and there's, like, seven or eight different themed tribes, and, like, it goes from the obvious stuff, like, fire tribe that... I was just gonna ask, because there's, like, ice, fire, and stuff like that. Well, like, it goes from the obvious stuff like fire and uh, water, and then there's also stuff like one of the tribes just smells really, really bad. And their kind of their thing is they're flammable, so if they jump on fire, they explode because of their the smell around them. And then like it even goes as far as uh, there's just a, you know there's warriors, and then there's flying ones. So there's it's cool. They varied it up a little bit, and each world, I that's how each tribe or section has its own kind of things going on with it. And, like, the main gameplay mechanics are, I mean, it's a side-scrolling platformer, 
but and there's puzzles as well. But like a big part of it is you can eat stuff and swallow stuff. So it kind of it almost has a blend of Kirby in there, but like the first example they give you is there's a big ledge that you can't reach and you're just a normal Lugani. So you eat a thing called a hover bean and then you swallow it and you float up to the the platform and then you mm-hmm. can get on it. Uh, there's also like hot peppers that if anything, if anyone but the fire tribe eats this, their head gets really bright red and then they breathe fire. So you can use that to like melt things or break stuff. And there's a lot of different I, I don't know. The way the levels are set out, like, I'll use the Wooder level as an example, is you start there trying to get into the, the village, the Wooder village. So you just kind of do some random tasks. And then, like, the tasks can vary from anything like, bring me a shovel, which you can jump around the level, find the shovel, and then put it in your mouth, because that's kind of, like, where your carrying case is. You can fit so many things in your mouth. <laughs> and, uh, that because you can't jump or grab ledges when you have stuff in your hands. So you'll get the shovel and come down, and then the guy will be like, all right, cool, come into the village, and then you'll go in. And then while you're in there, you play as one of the wooder people, and then the that village will have a, its own little storyline going on. So you have to do the various tasks to – like the thing with the, the one of the other villages down the road was there was a rock band, and they were missing their instruments, so you had to go find the instruments. And then – there's also, after you complete that, they usually give you two or three levels like that, but the storyline is progressing as you do it. And then finally, they want you to revive that village's chief. And then, so you have to go find a bunch of items that, and then spit them into this ancient fire that's like a sacrifice fire. And once you do that, the chief comes out, and then you play as the chief for the next level, which is basically kind of a god mode level, mm-hmm. because all the chiefs have a special power that is like really... And the water chief is awesome because all you do is you press B and he floods the level, but he can breathe underwater and everything. So like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were saying you said water or water. Water. Okay. That's my accent. Sorry. Okay, go on. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> and um, he just he'll flood the entire level, and so the bad guys. And when you play as a chief, your only objective is kill these bullies. And they give you like 20 or something. So you'll raise the water, the water level, and then as you're floating up, they're all grabbing their throats and drowning. So it's just kind of like, all right, cool, whatever. And then after that, you move on to the next village. So each village takes about an hour or so. And there's, I played the game, I want to say about seven hours or so, but I know, I know someone out there is going to be like, I beat it in two. So whatever. But it did take me a while. And the puzzles, I mean, the way that there are puzzles in this game is, Say, for the smell bad people, the smelling bad is, like, a really cool thing to them. So the one guy is like, I used to be chief, but now he smells better than me, or smells worse than I am. Now he's chief. So you got to take that guy and throw him in water, which will clean him off, and then that guy, and then the other guy is chief uh, chief again. So it's like, there are some kind of cute and clever little ways and there were some times where i was just kind of staring at the screen trying to figure out what am i got to do what what is it i have to do here and they they put in the powers that you gain because not you don't only get powers when you're the chief when you uh just play as the regular uganis you will come across these certain kind of like bullseye targets on the ground and then a witch doctor will grant you a power which could range from anything like 
you can walk through for- thorns without getting hurt to when you're playing as the flying people to f- unlimited flight. So it's really, it really does have a lot to give you in this game. Not to mention that there are these bones scattered everywhere that are collectibles, obviously. And um, it's just a very, I'm trying to think about how the story is, because it's not a, like a story, like it's not coherent, but it's really well done and funny. Like each, there's, at any given time, there might be 20 different Ugani on a level, and you might, and this is the other part, since you're playing the spirit controlling the Ugani, you can move out of them and into another one, which was kind of one of the things about cloning Clyde, which yeah. is like, if you needed 10 people to sit on this one so that this one in the catapult could go flying. So you have to use teamwork, like there might be a hamster wheel, and you shoot your guy in there, and he's running, so that raises the platform for one of the other guys. And um, they do that, but there's also ones that Ugani that you can't control, but they all have unique lines of dialogue. It's not spoken, but it's there. So it is, they did a really, you know, they paid a lot of attention to the game when they made it and gave everyone different stuff to say, and it's kind of cute, and the graphic style, it actually reminds me of, and I don't, I'm not sure why specifically it does this, but it reminds me of Spyro a lot, just because... Like, bright colors? Well, yeah, but also... Oh, yeah. Well, it reminds me of Spyro because the bad guys, the bullies, which is O-O-L-I, whatever. But they remind me of, do you remember on one of the cases of the Spyro games, there was that big blue dude with the horns? That's like a really vague thing to say, I know, but that's what it reminds me of. And also, when you have things in your mouth, you chew, and the way he chews, for some reason, just reminds me of something out of Spyro. So, I don't know. There's not really any merit to that, but that's just what it reminds me of. Uh, But, I mean, yeah. Uh, is this kind of like, like you said you were going back in parts, is that kind of like Metroidvania at all? Like, where you have to get new abilities, and or is it just going one end of the level and going back to the other? Or? Yeah, it's just it's just the levels that are mostly, because it is it is just one level at a time. It's not an open world type thing, but oh, okay. it there's, some of the levels are pretty big, and one of the other things have to do with, um, which is like has to do with the puzzle solving is in Cl- Clone and Clyde towards the end you would have to there would be points where you would have to sacrifice your guys in order to yeah. do something. This is, there's also this, but in here it's you know sacrificing to the to the spirit or the gods or whatever. So it might say it, there would be like a stone tablet that might say sacrifice three Ugani and you put them on there and then they disappear and then a door opens. Or it might just say sacrifice a head uh, red chili pepper that you find. And you throw that on there, and it'll work. So it's definitely, towards the end, it gets much more complicated in what it's doing with the puzzles and everything. But it never gets, like, hard. And the only part that bothered me was, at the very end of the game, they they basically have this, like, all-out thing where you play as everything. And then, since uh, this isn't whatever, there's no story or anything, but at the very end of the game, there is a part where you play as one of the smell, the smelly dudes. I forget what they're called. Because each one has their own, like, cool little, Af- not Af- African, tribe kind of names, and, like, there's or smell something or other. But since they're, they make you just run through this path of torches, and that's it. There's no, there's no like, bad guys or anything. But you, since it's on a 2D, it's on a 2D-looking plane, but you can move, like, 3D-wise, you don't know where you're going. And that part took me, like, ten minutes, just because of how pissed off I was, like, exploding everywhere. But... 
other than that, the game isn't hard, but it is very, very enjoyable. And it took me, you know, a while to beat. I mean, it was $10. It was 800 points, which is the the price it deserves. I mean, I, going back, I would have paid 15 for it. But it's awesome, and it's totally in the same vein as Cloning Clyde, and it's just a fantastic game. I'm going to do... Uh, I'll just say this because I am going to do it. I'm going to do a write-up of it for the forums, but yeah, it's it's fantastic, and it is ten dollars, which whatever you know, awesome. And are you you're interested in this, right? Uh, yeah, I love Cloning Clive. I mean, it was achievements, achievements, but it was like the only game I've ever got all achievements on. So, did you think it was fun though? What Cloning Clive? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when I was doing the time trials, it was fun. Yeah, so, it's and it's exactly in that same style, where in Cloning Clyde, you would get fused with a frog and be able to leap. You have all those different powers now in this one. And it's cool, because they add some, they add some really weird stuff, like the power for the warrior chief, you can see from the achievements, but is turning people into little animals. Which is awesome. Like you, like the big, huge bad guys. I mean, they have some pretty cool creature designs in this. Like you just press the B button once and they shrink down into a slug, and it's like whatever. It's just it's cool. It's a very, very awesome game. I totally recommend it. With just yeah, do it. It's awesome. Okay. And Ninja Bee has their thing going on. Oh, I really, no. I really like their stuff. I I'm pretty sure I have all of their games. But I haven't necessarily played them all. Like, I have Outpost Kaloki or whatever it's Axe, called. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I really like what they're doing. And I'm I'm pretty excited. They're releasing a sequel to Kingdom for Keflings, right? Uh, it's like a world of Keflings or something. I but, didn't hear about that, but you're probably right, yeah. Yeah, well, I like I like Ninja B. They got their stuff going on. Um, The next thing I've been playing is, I mentioned this last week, I got the downloadable content for Dragon Age Origins called Leliana Song because I really liked Leliana. And uh first thing I just want to say is I really hope that they do this for each character because it was pretty well done. It it uh it took me about an hour to beat it, which for seven dollars isn't necessarily a good bang for your buck, but it's also had a lot of content in it and it did I mean, for those that don't know, and this since this is probably gonna spoil it anyway Leliana has something go wrong in her past, and she's one of the characters you meet in Dragon Age that can be on your team. And this is going back to hear it from her side, so you basically play as Leliana. You you play as her in the uh, in this downloadable content, and but you still get to make decisions with your dialogue and all that stuff. The only difference is that the responses are her voice. So. It's it's puts you in I think it still puts you in Ferelden. I'm pretty sure. Is that from, the world the Dragon Age or Yeah. Okay. But she's she's still from she's from a different country that's called like Orthe or something like that. But basically her little group they're just a group of kind of I wanna say thieves, but they are they kill each other. They're called bards. But I to me a bard has always been like a music playing guy, so I don't I totally skipped out on what that means, but Basically, they just cause havoc. But to them, it's always just kind of been a little bit of a game. But now their leader, Marjolaine or whatever, wants them to... Just basically gives them a bigger mission than they are ready for. So you you play through an hour of this game, and you it's all, it is all pretty much story-driven. The combat was... Um, 
it's the same as Dragon Age, which is just you have hack your, and slash. Well, it's not you don't control the attacks directly. You just press A and he like, swings. Yeah, like Kotor. I don't know. Okay. But um. So yeah, it's still like that. But I actually died quite a bit while I was playing this, and that was that's where one of my first complaints come up is, um, not it's not really now that I think about it, it wasn't that big of a deal. But the checkpointing in Dragon Age is really really good, and between like looting everything and then like talking to all the NPCs that you can and all that stuff, it can take you 15 minutes to necessarily get five minutes down the road. You know what I mean? If you if you're cleaning out the room, so then like if you die, they sent you all the way back, and then I was like, damn, like I know 15 minutes isn't a long time really, but you still don't necessarily want to have to redo it. So it was I ended up just going through again without picking up or reading or getting any of the stuff that I had previously done. But the story was really cool and it was awesome, especially if you like Leliana and you are sympathetic for her and her stories that she tells you, then definitely. I, I, you know, I would say it was worth it. It was seven bucks, and it was, um, it was just cool. I really liked playing as her, and she looked a little different. She looked cute with her little ponytail up, but uh, it was, it was a cool little um, downloadable content. I really hope they do it for all the other characters. And I guess now I'll just mention this. The thing is with, I guess, the downloadable content with Dragon Age is you need to, you need to start a new game for it, and because I am. My IQ is about four. I accidentally overwrote my previous save of Dragon Age, so I'm gonna have to start that over, which is awesome. But and that's 25 <laughs> hours gone. So yep, 25 hate, hours worth of stuff. If you hate losing 15 minutes, you're not gonna like this. I don't think. Yeah, and that's the the thing is, like I I've, I've been thinking is that I don't necessarily. I mean, I like playing the game, so I don't necessarily hate making up 25 hours. I just hate it because. The character I was making was the character he was, you know, and I want I want that character to still be there because I don't necessarily. It's one of those things where now, if you know how something's going to turn out, you might just be like, "Well, I'll just pick something else now," which isn't what I want to do at this point because I want to finish with that character. But whatever, I, it's it ha- it's done and happened, and I'm I'm going to keep playing the game. I'm going to make a new file because it's it's a really good game, and I love it a lot. So. It doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, I got uh, one thing to say about Dragon Age. Uh, yes. You want DLC for all the characters? Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Even the dog? Oh, no. Fuck the dog. <laughs> I was just, no, I mean all the characters with an a... actual story. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I've never played it. All I only know is there's like a dog in there. Like, I mean, each of the characters have a past that you slowly have to unravel. Through oh, okay. So it'd be cool if, like, what they did was, you hear about this whole incident from Leliana in the game, but then they put they put you in her shoes, and, you're, and you see exactly what goes down. So it would be cool, like, Zevran the elf has, it joins the Assassin Guild, or whatever they're called, the Black Hand, or something kind of stupid, but he joins them, so it would be cool if they put you in his shoes to mm-hmm. see that. So, yeah, I, I think it would be neat if they did it for every character. And that's a pretty big investment money-wise, but I would be down for it, because I really love Dragon Age. And there's some exciting Dragon Age news that will be coming up later. Yep. And uh, um, the second, or the, not the second, the third, the next game I've been playing is Mega Man 10, because that came, that w- it went on 
It was on sale this week for 400 points, which is five bucks. I couldn't pass it up. And um, the first thing you need to know is in Mega Man 9, and I, I, I'm pretty sure this is a, a shared opinion for, through most people, it's fucking hard. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's it's not easy. No, it's an extremely hard game. And it, I'm just, I'm, I never even really grew up on Mega Man, so it was, it was new to me. So it was especially punishing. And, um, but I knew it was a good game, and I still enjoyed playing it, even though I died all the time. I don't know if that even really makes sense, but. So I was like, you know what? For five bucks, I gotta get Mega Man 10. And the first thing they do is they say, you can play normal mode, which is fuck you in the mouth mode, and easy mode. So I was like, you know what? I know it's not gonna mean anything, and people will make fun of me or whatever, but I'll, I'll take easy mode. Which, and they do this comparison where, like, they show, the blocks, and then, like, all these spikes, and then a block, and then an enemy, and then when you highlight easy mode, there's, like, platforms covering all the gaps, and then there's no enemy. So, it's, it definitely is cool. Well, the thing is... It's too easy. Yeah, it's way too easy. So, I, I know it's the beggars can't be choosers, but I, I'm, like, 30 minutes, I might, like, my little clock says 30 minutes, and I only have one ball stuff to beat. Wow. And the only reason and the only reason I haven't beat him is because I just haven't tried yet, and I haven't had any issue with any of these things at all because I, I don't know. I mean, it's not so easy that I haven't been. That it's not that I haven't. I think I actually have died once, but it's the the thing with the bosses is I, there's supposed to be some sort of strategy with them, and I realize that because you're supposed to take the weapon from this boss and use it against this one. Mm-hmm. That's but, classic Mega Man style. Yeah. yeah. In in this game, when, when you're playing on easy mode, you can kind of just drop down, stand still, and just bullet rush them until they die. Which, you know, that's a stupid way to play. I shouldn't be playing that way, but I, well, whatever, you know. But I don't, I don't necessarily blame them for making it easy because people complained a lot about Mega Man 9 being too hard. But it was, it's... I was kind of surprised at just how easy it was, because I'm not good at these games at all, and I only, and I beat, I don't know how many there are, three, nine, or whatever, how many bad guys, mans, they usually, there usually are, but I only have one left, and it's Blade Man, so, but, I mean, this, the, uh, oh, you know what, no, one of the levels was pissing me off really bad, it was called, um, it was Strike Man's level, and he's, like, based off of, like, baseball, because he has, like, a catcher's mitt and mm-hmm. everything. And all the enemies are, like, sports-related. So they hit baseballs against you, basically. And they're well, far there away. Are, yeah, there's, well, there's robots that drop, that pitch baseballs at you. But, like, there's red ones that just kind of, that kind of pitch change-ups change at you, and you can shoot them and get them down. But then there's, like, metal gray ones. Then when they, they would throw the baseball, and it would loop around, and then it would stop, and it would be a homing missile. So that was kind of annoying. But... It was. It's Mega Man 10. It's it's fun. It's really good. It's easy if you play it on easy, and it's hard if you play it on hard or on normal. So, I don't know. I like I said, it can't beggars can't be choosers. But it it was just a little odd to see how easy it was. But I'm enjoying it. It's really fun. So, yeah, five dollars. It should still be five dollars for the rest of the week. I might get it. I have Mega Man yeah. 9. I I just gotta say something about these these games in general. And because back then you couldn't make a 60-hour game, you know, because there just wasn't the technology to make a 60-hour game. 
So they made these games impossibly hard, and that's where your longevity is. Yeah, I and, can see that. And, some, and that's why that's what Mega Man 10 is basically hearkening to, uh, at least normal mode is. And uh, I hear normal mode is a bitch. Oh, I'm sure it is, because but it's like if 9 was bad, I'm sure 10 is even worse. But, um, yeah, definitely, uh, that's, they're just trying to copy what the classics did, and I don't know. Give us no, a- I mean, that's definitely for some people. Like, there's a guy on my friends list who, he makes a point of playing the most stupid hard games on the earth and getting all the achievements in them, like Ikaruga and, like, Devil May Cry 4, which is ridiculous, and and Mega Man 9, he has all the achievements in, Bionic Commando, Rearmed, and stuff like that, so this is totally up, like, someone like him, totally up their alley, and that's great, and that's awesome. I'm just not good enough at games to beat it on normal. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, yeah, there is an achievement for beating it in under an hour, so I'm probably gonna get that. Is sure. it, are you sure it's not for an only normal? Mm-mm. No, because one of them is beat the game on normal mode. Oh, okay. Um... What was I gonna say? Oh, look at just because you beat all the robot masters, you still have more. I'm just telling you now. Oh, all right. You got Doctor Wily's castle to deal with, and that's the hardest part of all those games. Well, I look forward to it. <laughs> okay, so on to your next game. Uh, the other game I've been playing, I'm not really sure why, but I was talking to a friend of mine, and because he was, he kind of randomly started talking to me about the Toy Story game, Toy Story 2, back on the PS1 era kind of games. And I was like, oh man, I really liked that game. And we were talking on the phone about it. And then I was like, you know what? And I went on Guzex, and I typed it in, and it was like, they had like four copies ready. And I was like, oh my god, yes! And I clicked it, and I got it. And I uh, I played it a little bit. This is Toy Story 2, Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue or something. Yeah. And um, I played it for probably like two or three hours the other day, but... And it's it's very it holds up I think surprisingly well even not graphics wise really but it's still not painful to look at where like some games on the PS1 are for me and um you play as Buzz you have your little lasers your spinny attacks but some of the things I was actually kind of surprised going back to them like are they're kind of clever not necessarily hard but like you know have you push something over and then push something else over and then you climb up and get this like. It's kind of like when I played Banjo Kazooie recently on the Xbox Live, and I like there would be parts where I would do stuff, and then I'd be like, "How did I figure that out when I was little?" Like that was kind of intelligent or clever. So there was there's a little bit of parts here and there about that. Like there's a sheep for Bo Peep up on this corner, and you have to figure out how to get to it. I can't see myself at ten years old or eight or whenever I, how old I was when this came out running to get it, but apparently I did. But the uh, game, it's just kind of like a platformy action game. Uh, it takes place coinciding with the Toy Story 2 storyline. And I, I don't know. It's fun as hell. It's not... It's it's fun. And there's actually a lot of shit to do. There's a lot of collecting and different nonsense that's going on. So, yeah, it's it's a really... It's a cool game, I think. So you said you were at Al's Toy Barn? Yes, I don't know how far that is. In the That's game. halfway. So you really? might not. I'm looking at Wikipedia and it says there's 15 levels and you're on level seven. 
So uh, about halfway. Yeah, and I, the thing is, this got erased for me as well because I didn't have a PlayStation. I've been playing this on my PS2 because I don't know why. My PS3 isn't even hooked up. <laughs> so I've, I've just been playing this on PS2, and when it asked me if you were saved, I guess I was pressing something and not paying attention. But the whole time it hasn't been saving because there wasn't a PlayStation 1 memory card in it. So now that's completely erased too. But I mean, I can. I guess it I didn't can, take you that long. Yeah, I can sit there and play it again if I really wanted to. But I don't really know if I want to. It was kind of more of a nostalgia. Just like trip thing. down memory. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know if I really want to sit there and beat it and get all the collectibles and everything. But it was fun. I mean, I don't, I don't really recommend anyone go out and hunt for this game at all. But it was just, it was a fun little game. And if you played it, then you probably remember, because I think I think it was on the N64 as well, and you said you have it for PC, right? And it's also on Dreamcast, yeah. Ew, Dreamcast. But yeah, don't say that around Sunny. But <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's Toy Story 2. And then the last game I played was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I didn't know what. And was I going played on this as well, so um, I'll talk to you about it too. Uh, it's Fantasy Star Online Blue Burst. And what happened was, I was in the IRC, and everyone was just kind of talking about a game, and they weren't naming it. And I was like, what the hell are you people talking about? So then they linked me to the download of it, and I guess now it's totally on private servers now. So, because the actual game is, like, down. Yeah, well, they stopped making, like, the actual people who, uh, Sega, do not longer have the server, so it's just... Really devoted people. Yeah. Yeah, so the game... <laughs> I played the game with um, Maxim and Snake, and they have they had their other friend in there named Tompkins. Uh, I played with Tompkins and Maxim. <laughs> and uh, first of all, first impression of this game is these controllers, the controls are fucking horrible. They really are. Did I mean, you play this because Maxim was like, "Okay, get out of here and get your controller." So I got my controller, and it was so much better. Yeah, I I don't have a controller that hooks up to my computer. Just put your. I can help you. Just get your PS3 controller and hook it up. Oh, well, PS3. See, <laughs> I don't like the PS3 controller. Um, but I playing this on keyboard is a fucking nightmare. Oh my know? god, I I I was having trouble just getting to Maxim's party with the keyboard. I was like, oh my god, how to, what the, yeah. Yeah, there's no mouse involved at all. No. And, um, so you, you know, you move with the WASD keys, which is fine, but the camera is fucking weird because it doesn't necessarily always stay behind you. So half the time you don't really know where exactly you're running, and, like, the controls are pretty bad. Like, that's pretty... That's, you know, whatever. It, they're terrible. But, that being said, this game is fucking awesome. Because, the amount of, the fact, first of all, the fact that it's free is a huge... That helps, yeah. Yeah. And, um, when we were sitting there, and when we all went into the first level, which was Forced 1, I guess, and Maxim was trying to teach me how to use the weapons and everything, we were all just kind of goofing off, and it was, it kind of gave me this nice little warm feeling. It was like, alright, cool, this is the little... Social, kind of, not it's not an MMO, but it's got the same feel as one, because it's only four players to a party. So, it's 
it's still got this nice little, like, feeling to it, though. So when we're running around killing shit, which I was bad at, apparently, because I picked a human hunter. What did you pick? I picked uh, something robot, or whatever the robots are called. Hazmat. Do you know or class was, though? I uh, do not know. Something, it was, I don't, I have no idea. But the combat is, like, it's not, it's, it's very, it's like time, I guess, where when you, if you press it, you attack. If you press it again, you attack again. And there's, like, a string of combos that you can do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the graphics aren't very good, but it's 10 years old, so you can't really fault it for that. And all it is is basically you going into, I mean, it's not a dungeon, but you can just basically say it's an instanced dungeon with up to three people, and you kill things, items drop, and then you come back, and you're like, oh, hey, look what we got. And that's that's basically the gist of the game. But it's really fun, especially just because, I mean, playing with friends is kind of the ultimate just way to make something stupid fun. Yeah. That's just kind of how it is. Exactly. It was just killing enemies, that, but it was super fun, and just collecting stuff, and I hardly knew what I was doing, but... I, I gotta say, you you need a controller with this, because it helps so much. Yeah, it's, I, I've only been using the keyboard, and it's pretty terrible. But And I also, I've died a lot. Like, I'm not good at it at all. But I only died once, and then I quit out, but uh, I didn't get that far. I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, would you say it's kind of like an MMO? It's, it's a little more intense, because you can only have four people to a party. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's cool, and the, uh, the furthest I got was towards the, the dragon at the end of the first level, which, which is a really huge boss, and it was actually, and I said this, and I, you know, this word kind of sucks, but I said, that's, that was surprisingly epic for this kind of crappy 10-year-old free game, but it was really interesting, this boss fight, and we all, me, Maxim and Tompkins were all dead, and Maxim was running around, and he shot it in the face and killed it. So he only got the... It was just like one of those, yeah, you did it kind of moments. So it was, it was cool. The game's cool, and it's free. And I don't know specifically where to get it, but we do, like, as a whole, this community. So, yeah. if, you're, so if you need it, just ask one of us, and we'll find it for you. I mean, they have it for, for Windows 7 and Vista, and they have it for XP, and I think they have it for... Whatever the other one is, ninety-eight uh, or whatever the hell. I, I don't, don't know. think it's for ninety. <laughs> no, but it, uh, there was another option somewhere, I think. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought of it. Um, I'll, I'm basically echoing your thoughts. Uh, that I just it's really simple fun, but it's really enjoyable. I didn't completely understand every everything, but it it, it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. I don't either, so, like, I still don't know what the hell those things hovering over your shoulders. I mean, I know they're mags or whatever, but I don't know what they do. But, yeah, I, I, there's still a lot of it I don't understand. And Maxim was kind of the the tour guide for me, but he said that he still didn't really understand what was going on. So it's just something – I mean, people like Magenta and the guy who's handing out all the codes, Lobsterheim or whatever, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's just, yeah, I, I think but you got it. He has a level 113 Magenta said. So, and my dude is level three. So, Mine's like two, I think. So yeah, people have been pretty invested in this game, but it's awesome. Yeah. And it, 
it shows a little, like, we're kind of putting tape and glue together, because, like, we were playing on uh, one of the server names, Ridiculous, and that went down, like, after I left. Like, right after I left, it went down. Did it really? Yeah, it, it probably's back up, but it was down. And so, I mean, there were other servers still up. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a... A hidden Like you thing. said, yeah. It's definitely held together with rubber bands. Yeah. But it's cool. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, that's done for me, yeah. Yep. So I've... I just played two games this uh, week, basically. I'm a lot of one and somewhat of the other. I played Mod Nation... First I'll get it over with. I played Mod Nation Racers, which... Get it over with? What's that mean? I don't know. Why is it that? <laughs> but what oh, I, I thought you meant you were going to like lead into it being bad or something. Sorry. Oh. Um, but, like, I, like, when I was younger, I always got, like, all the kart racing games, which is Modern Nation Racer, it is fun, should say that ahead of time, uh, like, I, like, got all the ones on N64 and all the ones on, (coughs) excuse me, PS1, so I, and this kind of, like, combines them all, which I thought was really cool, like, like, one thing that it does is, like, say I pick up an item, and then I go further, and I don't use that item, like I would in Mario Kart. Like, in Looney Tunes Racing, if you picked up another item, it would become more powerful. It does that here, but there's multiple items as well. So, it it really is, like, I guess you could say advanced. Like, you can get up to level 3 on an item, and, like, have it destroy everything. But, uh, that's, that's just one thing I liked about it. Also, I really liked that they have a campaign for story mode. Or, I guess they call it campaign, but as a story, like, every race, they have, like, cutscenes and just talking. You have a character named Tag, who, he's always gonna be called Tag, but you can change him to look, like, whatever you want, cause it's basically Little Big Planet kart racing. And you can change his cart, but he starts out as this graffiti guy, and that's why everyone calls him Tag. And it, it it's it's pretty funny for a it's for like a six year old EA or E for Everyone game, but um yeah, I I didn't really get into any of the collecting or creating aspects, and I never went online because I, I I don't know, it just doesn't really hook like hook me online those kind of games but it was pretty good you got any questions um oh i was just gonna say that if i the only reason i was interested in this game was for the created the creation aspect so it's like it's got everything is creatable yeah i mean how were the uh load times were they as bad as everyone has been saying See, I'm pretty patient when it comes to load times, but it is, uh, if you're not patient when it comes to load times, you will kill this game. Because it's just 30 seconds every, basically everything, but if you, if you, if you're one of those people that says, we live in the 21st century, we shouldn't have load times, then you're gonna hate this game. Oh man, have you ever played that, um, it was a Crash Bandicoot game on the PS2. Where the load times were literally like sometimes a minute and a half long. I got 
the worst load times for you. Uh, sim- a game I completely beat, which is not an easy thing to do because you have to get all the characters, all everything. Simpsons Road Rage, every level had a five minute load time. Oh my god, this, it was we're at it's the like five Texas minutes. When I was about. It was uh, at least like two or three. I, I I never timed it, but it was ridiculous. Yeah, load times are just, it's kind of just one of those things that are fading out, basically. Because you have those games that they load up in the beginning and then nothing, then they never have to load again. Like Grand Theft Auto 4, I did, did that, I think. Or it loads like between missions even, but it wasn't as bad as, you know, some games are still. But yeah, um, load times and checkpoints, like I said earlier, they're kind of things that are being evolved still. Yeah. I don't know. But overall, I really liked it. I think, like, but then again, I never played Mario Kart Wii. Did you play that? Yeah. Was that any, like, because, like, I almost was under the impression that Mario Kart Wii was just a rehash of Mario Kart Double Dash. Um, it, it, it kind of was, but it was still, that's not necessarily a bad thing in that case. Oh, yeah. It, it was just fun, but I ended up getting rid of it, if that means anything. Okay, well, I, I just rented this game. I'll probably buy it once it goes way down. Because right now it's $60, and I I don't need a car racer in my yeah. immediate future, I guess. But, yeah, it, it's it's good. Unlike some far hating it to death, but uh, I enjoyed it. And it wasn't as bad as a lot of times as everyone says, but then again, I'm a patient person. And, Sounds good. Yeah. So the last game I played was uh, Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition. Because uh, I got gift. What how it worked out is I was someone wanted Left 4 Dead 2 when it was really cheap during the sa- uh, Steam sale, and they're like, "Well, I can't get my credit card to work right now, so just I'll just get you a game uh, later." And I picked uh, the second Monkey Island, so I said, "Well, I should actually play the first Monkey Island." And so I actually, uh, you know, did that, and I'm almost done with it. They don't make adventure games like this anymore. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, that's and it's kind of a slap in the face to Monkey Island, but it's true. Because, like, there is no hint system, in it, at least in this one. In the second one, I hear there's a hint system, but literally, it's all up to your mind. And now a lot of the stuff isn't that hard, but some of it's ridiculously hard, and I had to cheat on it. Because there, there just wasn't, like, a figuring it out way. But, like, like I was telling Carnage, like, I had basically, there's, I'm not really a spoiler, because it's not a really big part of the story, but you had to get this note of credit to buy a boat, and, uh, this guy locks in the safe, and you see him do the combination two times extremely fast, and that's the only time you get to see it. And then the game autosaves right after that. And I had just been using autosaves, and I was like, how... I can't get the guy to go back up there. So I basically had to spend a half an hour going back to my previous save and redo everything, and then I just used fraps and just copied what he did so I could do it in the right order. And that wasn't that hard, but it, it was a pain in the butt. So, yeah, I mean, this game's really funny, but I don't know. 
it, 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 the game looks great for the retro me- remake they did. It looks, like, incredibly, you know, whatever. And you get a switch between, uh, the original and the classic at any time. Also, one thing that did annoy me is I almost wish they had used the classics, uh, basic control scheme because like in the classic version there would they have a basically a system called scum vm whatever just a engine and on the screen in the old version there would be like okay pick and then you would click pick and then it would like pick flower or whatever and it would use for a ton of tasks or whatever or pick up or whatever. Here they just you just scroll with your mouse button through the task and it makes it a lot harder. Cuz it cuz you have to like sometimes like there was this one part where uh you have to get something somewhere really quickly and you have to keep moving it to a a different thing cuz it starts melting and like the system wasn't fast enough, and I kept messing up on that, and it was really annoying. But overall, uh, it it was it's pretty entertaining, and I'm almost done with it. And I probably will be doing a review on the second one if once I get to it. So yeah. And you got any questions? Um, not really. It's just, it's I have this on the 360, but I haven't started it. It was just. But I just want to say this is one of those games that is constantly referred to revered, as that. yeah, as a, as an amazing game. It's so. it was it's amazing for its time. It was oh, it was yeah. probably one of the greatest games of its time, tech uh, like technologically and uh, also story wise. But I'm it 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 loses some of its fun there compared to Telltale's games now. But it's still a good adventure game. I wouldn't say... I would not say do not start... If you've never played an adventure game, do not start here, because you will hate adventure games for the rest of your life if you start here. Most people... Isn't this where they started and they loved it? But that was because there were no alternatives back then. That's what I'm saying. Because... Mm -hmm. in today's day and age, the difficulty is it's it's just like Mega Man, basically, where it's a short game if you don't know the uh, solution to everything. The solution's not always gonna pop its head out and just like go in front of you and say, "Hi, I'm the solution," all the time. So it's it's a short game, just like Mega Man Ten, if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but if you so and that's it's just like a wall, a wall uh, that is like here's the fun on the other side, the story and all the fun and all the characters, and you have to figure out how to get past this wall. But there's no real way to get like past it because you really don't have that much information to you, and it's just really hard. So I I would not recommend in today's day and age. It would be a good thing to start somewhere else, but, like, start with a Telltale game, because they help you with those. But, yeah, it's still a great game, but that's because I'm an adventure game freak, basically. I love those games. So, yeah, that's all I've basically 
Ben Klein. Uh, all right. So now we can we can move on to a little a nice story. <laughs> anyway, children, wasn't that a wonderful story? Wasn't that a wonderful fucking story for you to hear? And uh, I I yeah. I got nothing. Just get yeah. Out. I only have. I only have a very short story, but I just I wanted to mention it. It's called um, it's called A Sound of Thunder by Ray Bradbury, and uh, it's first of all Google it. It's the first result. It's on the internet, so read it. And that um, it's really an interesting little story because I never read any of Ray Bradbury's stuff before, and he's he's supposed to be like up there as far as sci-fi guys are concerned. But I really like this, like, old, older sci-fi kind of things. Mm. Like, stuff that's, like, scientific and weird, but not necessarily, like, Like, it really explains it. Like, it yeah. explains, like, like, I love H.G. Wells, so this sounds just on my alley. Yeah, like, it's not, like, it's not necessarily, like, I guess now when I think of sci-fi, I think of something like Mass Effect or Star Wars. Yeah. And it's not anywhere close to that. Yeah. It's just sci-fi in that it's scientific and... It's fictional. It, yeah, and like weird. <laughs> the Invisible Man or War of the Worlds. It, it doesn't have to be all like, oh, we have a whole master race. It, it explains it's a small yeah. thing, like the Invisible Man, a man becoming invisible. That's simple yes, exactly. Story. And yeah. I I know I mentioned this a million times on here, but the perfect example for this is I Am Legend because they explain everything about that story to you about why the vampires do this and that and this. So. Yeah, and this this is exactly like that, and it's very 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 quick read. It it will take you five ten minutes maybe, and um, I just it's it's just about these guys that go back in time, and of course the thing is you can't screw up anything that happens in time because you don't know how to affect the future, and that's the hook. And read it; it's fantastic. Oh, it, I I'm, think I might have read this, or at least heard very, about. It's very cool, and it has a uh, cool little hook or twist at the end, and. Which has, to this day, now became become a kind of a very common saying. So it's really cool. Definitely, definitely read it. Just bring it up in Google, and that's that's that. So I mean, that's all we got reading wise, right? Mm, yep. So, so now we'll get our popcorn ready. All I want to know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? And uh, I re- I watched to. Sunflower's recommendation because he claims to know me so well. I watched the movie Funny Games. I got one question before we start this off. Is yeah. this the uh, remake with Tim Roth or is this the Austrian version? It's the remake. Okay. And uh, well, because it's one of those, it's the same guy that directing. Did, yeah, oh, it's okay. like the director remade his own movie. Yeah. So it's it's almost like it's going to be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't know this. That. This movie is fucking awesome. It it is definitely a movie that is, I guess, made for my warped little brain. The what happens is this family goes, and I don't know if this is like for a vacation or whatever, but they go to this big house, and there's like a lake, and they bring a boat and everything, and they're they're getting ready there, and they this guy comes in and he's asking, he asks for eggs and stuff just starts getting weird and there's these two guys and the way they're dressed are they're dressed in like all white 
and like they have white gloves on and they're acting very polite and everything. And then finally shit goes down and they take over the house and hold these uh this family hostage. But the whole time they're doing it, they're just the way that these characters, the two guys act is just phenomenally insane because like an example is the the family, the mom, the father and the son are sitting on the couch like the mom has her clothes ripped off the father has a broken leg and the son's crying his eyes out and the guy's like well i'm hungry i'm gonna go get something to eat and while he's in the kitchen he yells does anybody want anything which is just like he's they're just like they're polite and like silly but they're holding this family hostage and uh the it's just it's a very interesting movie with the way that they tackle this situation and I tried telling a, like a personal friend of mine to watch it, and his his uh res, his immediate thing was I've already seen the strangers. It's not like the strangers at all. So what no. is the strangers? The strangers is a movie about these this group this like group of three people that take over a family in their house. But it sounds very similar. Yeah, it, it's very similar. But like these people are like wearing masks and they're doing it just to be scary and ominous and. Hmm. Like, the thing was, why are you doing this? And they said, because you were home. And, like, it was like, but that movie was meant to be a horror film. And then that same friend actually finally watched this and afterwards said, it's a, it wasn't scary. And I said, it wasn't meant to be scary. It's just meant to get a point across, which is just kind of how the movie is and how easy it is for this to happen to someone. And, like... The, they made this, and this is, this is going to sound terrible, absolutely terrible, but when you watch this movie, you think, dude, I could do this. Because the way the people act, it's all about how they act. And Sunflower pointed this out to me, or he agrees or whatever. It's just, they, nothing, nothing terrible and horrible happened. It's just the way that they carried themselves and behaved in the, in the movie. And that's how it, they managed to get the upper hand on the situation. And I, I don't want to go and watch the um, the the old one because the I think Austrian. this one was just, yeah I just don't I just don't want to watch it because I think this one was so good and the two guys especially were just phenomenal they were disturbed and everything and it was just it was such a good movie I I like I honestly think it's probably one of my favorite movies so it was great watch it for sure I ended up buying it at my video store for two dollars so Lucky you um. <laughs> What was I yep. gonna say? Uh, oh yeah, I, I was watching because I was like funny games. First, when you said funny games, I thought you were talking about like a Wii game, like that you got for two dollars. <laughs> I was like, what system? And you said DVD, and I was like, oh okay. So then I looked at a trailer, <laughs> and then first they saw the Austrian version, then I saw the Tim Roth version, and they're like shot by shot remake. Like, yeah, no, it it actually is. It's a yeah. shot by shot remake. So it's almost to me, it almost sounds like a weird like, pointless thing to happen, especially from the same director, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's it was so good. Watch it, for sure. And in the trailer, the trailer itself is awesome, because they play, and I don't know how many people are going to pick this up when I say that, but they play the song In the Hall of the Mountain King, which is it's a very, very famous classical piece. Like, people would recognize it if they heard it. But they play it through the trailer, and it sounds so awesome going through with the violence and stuff. So, yeah, watch it. It's an awesome movie. And that's all I have watching, too. I had a pretty slow week otherwise, I guess. Yeah. Um, you got a lot of games, though. Yeah. So, 
I just been watch. I uh, I was gonna watch something else, but I I didn't get around to it. I I just been watching Red versus Blue, the later seasons. This show is pretty good. It's it's a machinima, which current you know what the machinima is, right? That's just when you yeah. I mean, Red versus Blue is the Halo one, right? Yeah, it's the one where they have Halo characters just moving around and like a multiplayer match and make it look like a movie, basically. But, uh, well, that's basically what's going on. Uh, but, uh, it, it, it's entertaining. It's humorous, but, like, the new, like, the thing that really stood out, uh, the last season, the season that they're working on right now, they're like on the tenth episode or whatever. Now they have this one guy who made this uh video called Haloid, where it was a Metroid versus Master Chief thing. And he does this amazing animation. So now they have like like if a like a guy will jump on the Jeep and will start shooting at the like war dog and like 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 the guy will jump down and all this like so it looks like a real actual thing and not just all just these stiff animations of the people just being like, what are we going to do? Let's do this. And it looks really good. So, and it has this amazing fight scene, which is just crazy. And they just went all out on it. And it's just like, that adds so much to it for me. And you're just like, wow, that looks great. Like, you can tell when it is like a change because it's obvious because I mean it's like wow because you can't see that in Halo like that won't happen like you can't kick something in the air in Halo but like it looks really good and I'm that's like one of the few times where it's CGI where it's better when you notice it and I really think that's cool so that's I don't have that much to say about Halo or not Halo, Red versus Blue, but yeah, watch it. Um, it's funny, right? Like it's supposed to be- it's a comedy, and it's also it uh, like uh, it takes place between I guess between Halo, like or some. They don't really explain how that works, but whatever. It, it's just a red team and a blue team fight for a couple seasons first, and uh, there's a computer like. Uh, not computer, uh, like, AIs in the mix that are basically the big thing of the show. Uh, these AIs are, like, bad and stuff like that, you know, artificial intelligence. And, uh, that's, that's the crux of the show for a lot of seasons. But, it's, it's good, and it, it, I'm really impressed with recreation, or recreation. Uh, that's probably my favorite season so far, so I'm gonna keep watching it and maybe have an update. I don't know. I like watching them all at once, and now they're all on because it used to be where you could only they like went through ten episodes each week, but now they're all on blips, so you can watch them for free. I did that with um the Joker blogs. Like I sat down and watched oh, every single one of them. I I. I, that's really good. Everyone go watch the Joker vlogs. That doesn't get enough uh, subscribers. They are very good, and they just started the new season, so... They did? Yeah, they just released a new video. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's really good, so I'm excited about that, too. So, 
Uh, is that it? We're, yep, we're done with all our shite. So now we have the news. news. So I'll take the first one. I, uh, basically, a Dead Space 2 prequel is hitting DLC in the fall. It's just going to be like kind of like Dead Rising, K-Zero. Did you look into this? No. They didn't really say much about it. It's called Dead Space Ignition. But... It, this is a weird trend going on now, apparently. Well, like... Now they're going to do the same thing with Mass Effect 2, remember? And to get to Mass Effect 3. This is, it just seems like a weird thing and going Red on. Red Faction's doing the same thing. Is it? That's weird. Is it, yeah. I think I know why they do it. To gauge, uh, like, let's say Dead Rising. They're gauging how popular it's going to be. Oh, okay, yeah. And so then they can say, okay, how much should we spend, like, make it cost, and how much advertising should we put on it, and such and such. It's kind of like a test for everyone. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's why they pushed Dead Rising back. So they can release uh, Case Zero for a month, and then have uh, Dead Rising 2 actual. Hmm. I don't know. But it is becoming a real trend, because now we got four games doing it. Yeah, that's that sounds really cool. So, um, I'll take this one, too, because, Karn, are you big into TF2? No. You started, kind of. Maxim made you buy a copy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Engineer update uh, finally came out today, and it's going to have all these new weapons, and I'm excited to play it. Because, uh, also, if you guys want to play TF2 with NoobTubers, join us on the NoobTube server. Just look at it in the events board. It's in there. I uh, will give you the details, but we have it every Sunday, uh, TF2 Mass, so enjoy that. And it, it's, it's a fun game. It's like the closest thing I would say to a first person MMO, just because of how much they update it. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're, I know just from knowledge that their, <laughs> that their updates are pretty hefty and yeah. awesome. <laughs> so. Uh, I'll take I'll t- I'll let you have the next one because that or I'll take this one but I'll let you have the next one okay okay uh, uh, uh no alpha protocol too they said that we're not doing Obsidian the people who are working on Fallout New Vegas and worked on alpha protocol too said there's not going to be a sequel just because it was not a well selling game so it's kind of sad I mean I know some it was very much a cult game either you hated it or you loved it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people that have, they said, if you can put up with it, it's a fantastic game, so that kind of sucks, because why not just try and improve on it, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, they could have fixed it so much if they had a sequel. Yeah, that seems dumb to me. Um, are we cool with that one? Yeah. Oh, alright, so this one is, uh, Dragon Age 2 has been officially announced, which is, alright. I'm I'm not particularly excited about it because of the way the game's going about that you play a specific character now. That just seems really weird to me. You don't have an origin story. No, you play a guy named Hawk. Like mm-hmm. 
So and it's not the same character weird. at all, even. It's, they said that the, your character is separate. Do they have any, like, Mass Effect separate, like, Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2? Like, I don't know. But I, mean, I think it just came out, just that it was coming out, so I don't think they're ready to reveal that, but... I just think that's so lame, I guess, is to give you the ability to create a character and then Take kind of morph them into what you want them to be and then give you a static character in the next game. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you wouldn't do that with Fallout New Vegas. If they gave you a new, a, a plain character, you'd be like, what the hell? I mean, despite the fact that you're probably still going to be able to change how they are, like, react to situations and everything. It's so, it's just weird, I guess. I don't know. It's it's kind of like going from Dragon Age to Mass Effect, basically. Yeah, it just seems like it's a step down to me. But I understand that there's certain reasons why it, it wouldn't necessarily work to cover the character over, but I don't know. Which it's just, but do you think you're still interested in it? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm ex- I'm extremely like excited for it, but that that detail just kind of is like weird to me. Mm. Like even if it was something like. Just the fact that you're playing a named character just seems really, really weird. Like, if it, even if it was a completely different character, but they still let you create your own dude, I'd be fine with it. So, I don't know. Okay, so that's all of our gaming news that we have. Um, here, here, there's one I'm kind of excited for. MTV is bringing back Beavis and Butthead, and Mike Judge, the creator of such fine comedies as Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, and other crap that he's made. Hypocrisy. Uh, yeah. Uh, is also helming this. So what do you think about this? I, I'm kind of excited. I don't know. Um, I don't like MTV or Beavis and Butthead, so I don't really care. Okay. Like, yeah, I can see that. Like, it's a little... Weird that they're bringing. Yeah, I mean, I I understand that it's like a it was like a huge phenomenon. It's just, and I don't necessarily hate it or think it's stupid. I just it just doesn't appeal appeal to me. Yeah, yeah. But and it's weird that they're bringing it back because it's like it's kind of the time is because that humor has only such a long that humor has an expiration date with its audience to some extent. And so, yeah. like, if it's the same thing, they're going to have to find a whole new audience with Beavis and Butthead, because now all those people will have grown up, basically. I think, yeah, I think it's the same thing for, um, I've recently, since I'm up so late at night, I've, I've been catching Ren and Stimpy, and, like, that show now, looking back on it, is just so weird and, like, morbid. Yeah. So, I, I think, and... Trying to get kids to watch something like that now would just be, I think, almost messed up because it is such a, it was for a different time, the humor. So, I don't know. I, yeah, it's weird that they're deciding now to bring this back. I guess it's probably because his new show sucked so hard that he's like, I better fall back on my. What was that show called? Some family or? It was like the Good Family. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So maybe he's like, I need to fall back on something I know is. Well received. And his movies never make money, so. I know, and Idiocracy was so good. I didn't see Idiocracy, but Office uh, Space was good. Yeah, 
You don't like Office Space? No, no, no. They're both really, really good movies. It sucks that they don't get any money. Yeah. So, uh, this is a weird one. Titanic is coming back in 2012 to to commemorate the actual sinking and be very, you know, proper and nice. But it's also, you know what? It's in 3D. Yeah, boy. (laughs) So... Yeah, that that kind of just threw out any niceness to the actual survivors when you put something in 3D. It's hey, like, you know, I have an idea. I have an idea. Let's take one of the biggest, most memorable disasters in history and make it so you can see their gut splattering towards you. Right? Isn't that a good idea? I don't I even know. know how they're going to do this in 3D. Like, is it just gonna be, like, they added a third can? I, like, of course, they're just using effects to make it, a f- they're not redoing it, but, uh, it's, like, it's, like, how is that even supposed to be great? Like, I understand Avatar was filmed with a 3D camera, but, like, that wasn't, like, super needed the 3D did it. And this no, movie no, has... still good without it. And, uh, this movie never was in 3D, so why would you want to make it in 3D? It's death in 3D. But um, the the thing is about this is, and I don't know if I can really speak for everyone about this, but for me and, you know, for most people I talk to, especially guys, I watch this movie to see the 15 minutes at the end. You know what I mean? Like, the movie <laughs> the itself wasn't that good. I don't think it was that good. So... I don't know. This is you're gonna have like two hours of just like nothing in 3D. Yeah, it's gonna be like an hour naked, another hour, and then death. So it's gonna be basically a porno in 3D, and then action in 3D, and then death. Yeah. So I don't know. Ew, porn in 3D. That would be so weird. Um. Uh. Yeah. And the worst part is that it's coming out in 2012, which I mean, I don't have. There's no merit to that at all anymore in my brain, but. It's just, I want them to release it in December, like, really close to, like, the 21st or whenever it is. So, it just gets weird. Like, people are just like, whoa, weird. And then, like, cause they, in, the, in that movie, weren't, like, arcs or boats or whatever kind of part of the, the one with John Cusack? Uh, 2012, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that, like, part I of the thing? I have never seen that movie, so I don't know. I don't want to see it, but yeah. So, yeah, Titanic in 3D. But... Uh, one thing, what was I going to say, that the only reason why I could think that they would want to do this is because there's money oh, of course, flowing yeah. from every place, and because Titanic was, before Avatar, Titanic was, like, the biggest selling movie of all time. Does that dude need more money, really? Well, I don't know if James Cameron is the one helming this one, but he is going to be helming something else. So... Um, and we'll get to that in our last news story. But let's, we got one more before that. I'll let you vent about this one. Because oh, okay. you're more into this than I am. This is a sports one. Um, LeBron James finally signed with the Heat. I'm pretty sure that's who he picked. I don't, I, I don't care. LeBron James is a basketball player, if people don't know. But the problem is, he's such a fucking, he, gets so much attention that it's unnerving and it makes me sick in my stomach. He had 
he had a special on ESPN for four hours just talking about where he was going to go play. That's ridiculous. That's, that is yeah. That is so uh, annoying to me. That's see I, another. I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here. Another people, another person that does this for me is Brett Favre because. He never retires, and people spend their entire time talking about him, which so far this summer hasn't been the case, which is awesome. But they, the fact that he got four hours for this, and even though people talk about him every single program that ever comes on ESPN, I, oh my god, it just it makes my skin crawl because I can't stand him, first of all. He's a great basketball player, sure, but I just have this natural dislike for like people that are super good, like... I just don't and whatever make the sport a spectacle unless yeah, it's a sport. Yeah, kind of bothers me. So I just oh it, uh, it makes it freaking freaks me out, dude. And when they said that they were going to do this just so he could hold his decision, that it just pissed me off to no end. And you know what? They're probably going to win a championship now because they have amazing people on their team. But I don't. It's stupid. It's, it's fucking stupid. It's free. No offense to people who really like basketball, but it's basketball. Yeah. I mean, and I don't really like basketball that much either. I'm more of football, baseball. But yeah. it's like even if someone like if my favorite football player were to say, "All right, I'm going to decide who I'm signing with," I would not watch him for four hours sit up there and act like an idiot because or act like a god because he's so whatever important to the game that's stupid that is people are letting sports sports athletes become too important in their lives i mean let's look at it this way it pisses me off when people when the athletes need more money when you know what they're playing a game as a living mm-hmm. they're playing a game that's like me going you know what I need I need five more million dollars to play Dragon Age. Like they're playing a game. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it, so the people that like the guys that's struggling to be a trash man and stuff like that. That's that's a slap in the face. It is, and that's just what sports in general has become such a weird, almost love hate thing for me because I love watching them, but when it gets past that and into the business specter, spectrum of it, it's fucking horrible. So, yeah, there's my rant. He, yay. Okay, so we got another semi-James Cameron thing. Avatar is coming back to theaters with, you know what? Seven minutes of new footage. What? Seven minutes? And that's only of the 30, because IMAX will only allow that amount of time in a movie. Because there's a limit. Because, like, the limit's 170, and Avatar was 170 minutes. Uh, Avatar was 163, so they're only able to put seven more minutes. So that means they'll probably even put it out on theaters again, or something crazy. Yeah. It's stupid. This is, but this it's is where, Yeah, and this is where it's going to get out of hand. Like, this is... I don't know... I haven't coined a term for this yet, but this is where... I liken this to when a song comes on the radio and you think, hey, that's a really good song. And then you hear it five trillion times within the next two days, and you're like, I hate that song. They play it way too much. And that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, let's face it, Avatar was already kind of like the biggest movie ever. I mean, you know. But, and now that they're going to do this, it's really like, come on, don't make me sick of it, because I really liked the movie. Don't just make this 
terrible on me. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you agree with that or no? Oh, yeah, definitely agree with that. It's just it's just a spectacle, and it's and people are running out of. Uh, I mean, like Avatar was a big thing because it was such a successful thing, but it was like something that hadn't like. Like, I mean, sure, some of the ideas came out of places, but it was completely original. Yes. And now they're going to make a sequel, and they're going to do all the stuff of it. It's kind of defeating the purpose. Yeah, that was definitely... I think that's also why Avatar was such a breath of fresh air. I mean, like you said, the plot... I mean, the main plot was basic, but whatever. They they did it in their own way, and it was something that wasn't based off something else or anything like that. So it was a nice little... And it like, was the most... Of fresh air. It was, like, even for the weekend, it was the most successful movie that, like, ever was original. Like, I mean, Titanic was based on real events. This wasn't really based on anything. Yeah, so, I mean... And then they're kind of just destroying it as much as they can. Because they yeah, just love money, money. Yeah, money is a bitch, <laughs> I guess, because it just it does things to people and it makes them their vision foggy it just bothers me because it the quality ends up suffering i mean for all we know avatar 2 and 3 could be better but i just the fact that remains that yeah you know well i mean you like this isn't the only time that a movie has been re-released like i mean before there was dvd and vhs they had to be released every year oh but, yeah but, I, I mean, mean, how many times has Star Wars been re-released? Yeah, and I mean, also, like, The Dark Knight was released, uh, like, in February, the year after it came out. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Just tried to get a billion dollars out of just, it. Yeah, I don't know. It just bothers me. Just stupid stuff bothers me. Oh, hey. We have... We, we finally uh, have a mailbag question. Do I need to make a jingle for this, or... No, no. Okay. Um, would you like to read it or would you like me to? You read it. Okay. It says, our first mailbag, it's so exciting. It says, hey guys, it's Manio, Manio, whatever. Recently started listening to the show and let me tell you, I love it. Yes, thank you. Either way, enough of my babbling, time for my question. I've recently been playing a ton of Red Dead Redemption and riding through the deserts or whatever you want to call them. I notice that the game looks extremely beautiful and often enough I get distracted by the environment and end up getting killed. So here goes my question to you. Have you ever played a game and got distracted from what you were supposed to be doing? And if so, how did the game distract you? Thanks a bunch. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you, Manio. Mm-hmm. So uh, what about you? Like, like, define distracted, and I would, like, I, let's say Fallout. Like, I will just go to a place that I don't even know if it has a quest there. It's just I see it on my map, and I want to go there, and I'm totally forgetting about the main quest, and... There might not be anything of the excitement there. It might be just an empty lot, but it excites me to just explore the world, and that's it. That's kind of my best example of that. I'm using his uh, example of it causing death. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- this has happened to me in a few games. Probably the biggest one for me is, because it's so easy for it to get screw you up, in, um, is you know World of Warcraft, and it's because you'll see something out there, or, you know, the graphics in that game aren't very good, but the settings, some of them can be pretty beautiful, so like, you'll climb up to a mountain and look at it, and next thing you know, you have a level question mark woof, coming and just destroying you, or like, the other one that this happened to me a lot in was Uncharted 2, 
because I really loved a lot of the look in that game, and they, the draw distance was so good. You could look down on a village, and I would get close, and I would just kind of stare at it, and then, like, a minute later, I would turn to go leave, and I would slip off the edge and die. So, I mean, nothing... I can't think of something where I just kind of started staring at something and something else came up and just killed me, but I've definitely been distracted and taken away from my main objective. I mean, like, it's kind of like that little picture of the guy with the ADD chasing, saying, I don't have ADD, and then chasing a butterfly in the middle of a sentence, which is, that's exactly how I am in most games, where I'll be doing something and see something over there and be like, all right, let's do that. So, I mean, it happens to me all the time with getting distracted, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just exploring is a great thing about games. Just yeah, exploration definitely. in general. And, it, like, sometimes I will just go through with, you know, narrow thinking and just like, okay, I need to get through this. Like, I did that with Mass Effect, but then later I do it. Sometimes I do it the first time, like, ah. Uh, but, yeah, it happens a lot, and it's, it's fun. So, uh, thank you very, very much for the question, Manio. That's awesome. And First you, one! And you can take, if you have any more questions from any of you listening, all 15 of you, uh, you can send them to hobbiesforzombies at gmail.com. Am I right on that? Yes, you're right on that. Okay, because we got, we got a lot of mail, but it was all spam except this one. <laughs> someone wanted us to be on Facebook, someone wanted us to have a million dollars, but I'm sorry. We get, we know what money does to people, so. <laughs> exactly. So we're not going to go for We're not selling out. Okay, so um, with that, do we have any announcements? One? Um, I don't. I mean, just that I'm going to be writing a review as soon as we get done off here, but I, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I got a couple. Uh. First off, listen to, like, everything on NoobTube, basically. Because <laughs> NoobTube's the greatest place to be, and the UGC is amazing. And it's booming at this point. Oh, There's my, a lot of stuff uh, going on. I am so happy. Uh, like, as helping with UGC and stuff, like, this is amazing. Because, like, it's, it's... I'll say it right now, it's been a little slow for a little bit, but it's it's picking up. Let's plays, podcasts, everything. And we just need... Uh, I'm just suggesting, you don't have to, but more reviews would be awesome. And maybe some video reviews, because I really want to see more video reviews, because those are great, please. But, um, yeah, but definitely, it's it's impressive, and I am so glad. And uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, oh, episode zero, keep working on that. Uh, you got... How many? You got two days to do all your time stamping. So, are you guys close to being done? I well, they put down a due date on um, the time stamping. I don't know about the editing. I'm probably gonna help lock with that once we get all the time stamping done. But uh, we're we're getting close because the episode started rolling again, and because Hanzo has gotten his hands off Yuzo, I guess. Oh, nice little pun there. But uh, um, but yeah, so keep working on that because it's getting closer. We need to get this done. So if you got some extra time tomorrow or whatever, do it. Um, oh, and uh, specifically listen to episode 126 of the Modcast where some loser named Carnage is featured in the 
segment after dark where I talk about my shitty love life. So listen to that. <laughs> I just wanted to bump that. Also, uh, yeah, Monkass After Dark is still going on, so we'll see how that goes. And I submitted a question that probably will bum everyone out. So that's a teaser. You'll see what the question is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay, Monkass After Dark. Um, other than that, I'm going to be doing some reviews soon, and yeah, that's really it. So just stay tuned for more uh, goodness and uh, just one last thing. We're going to, I know we usually do Fridays, but next week we're going to be like a day late because we got things on Friday. Carnage is going to a giant concert that will kill him, and I am yeah, getting boy. ready for college. So, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, two ends of the spectrum, the end of the show. Yep, so I'm uh I'm Carnage guys, thanks for listening. And I am mixed up zombies or muzz whichever you like. But yeah, that's the end of the show and we'll be back next week and we're not gonna eat your eyes. my